0: Listening to the Writers Forum. I'm your host, Mike Tusa, and today I'll be speaking with author Roy Young about his co authored book with Kurt House titled Chasing Billy the Kid Frank Stewart and the Untold Story of the Manhunt for William H. Bonney. Roy is the author of several books on the Wild West, including Cochise County Cowboy War and a Wyatt Earp anthology. He's received numerous honors for his work on the history of the Wild West. Welcome to the show, Roy.
1: Thank you. Glad to be with you.
0: Well, you know, look, this is, a for folks that don't have it readily handy yet, this is a beautiful book, Uh, not only in the writing, but in the way out with all the photos and the documents. Tell us how the book came about and how you were able to get your hands on all these wonderful old photographs.
1: All right, I'll be glad to do that. And uh, the story may run a little long, so interrupt me at any point. Sure. Um, my co author on Chasing Billy the Kid, a longtime friend and fellow member, board member with me of the Wild West History Association, uh, approached me about doing research on the owner, the original owner of a Colt pistol that he had bought at auction that had the mysterious engraved initials F.S. on the handle.
0: Okay. Is that, by the way, is that the pistol that appears on the cover? Yes, it is. Okay. Go ahead. I'm sorry.
1: No, that's fine. And along with it came a letter of provenance Mm -hmm. dating back to 1881. And the original owner was a fellow Who went by the name of Frank Stewart? He was co leader of the posse, along with Sheriff Pat Garrett, who caught Billy the Kid and his buddies at Stinking Spring in late December of 1880. Right. So, neither Kurt nor I had ever heard of Frank Stewart. Right. And we weren't as much. Billy the Kid historians, as we are, were, other characters of the Wild West. Right. But he, he put me on the assignment. I was recently retired from a 50-year ministry in the Church of Christ uh-huh. and was at loose ends. And so he uh, gave me the assignment, who is Frank Stewart?
0: Okay. And so you were able to accumulate some of the photographs and the handwriting and stuff like that in this process?
1: Yes. Initially, I gave him a 12-page report because that was what I typically did when he asked me to do research for him.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And at the same time, I said, Kurt, this is going to be a book.
0: Okay. All right.
1: And as he read my report, he agreed. This was about five years ago. And we both jumped into it uh, uh, all the way. Right. And eventually, it uh, came to be the book that you're familiar with.
0: Okay. Well, let me, I I want to talk about Frank Stewart, but so in the popular culture, okay, uh, it is that Pat Garrett captured Billy the Kid, period, right? Yes. And so there's no mention of this fellow Frank Stewart, and in the book you explore his role. I think you may have just answered this for us, but how did you learn he had any connection to the capture of Billy the Kid?
1: Well, as you mentioned There's hardly any mention of him. Not only did Pat Garrett get credit for capturing Billy the Kid, he later was credited, justifiably so, with killing Billy the Kid, and immediately afterwards wrote the first biography Mm -hmm. of Billy the Kid in the same year and gave a short shrift to uh, Frank Stewart, though he did mention him a number of times. Uh, Pat tried to take the uh, credit for the capture, uh, which was unjustifiable. Right. So I was assigned to dig into that and look at contemporary evidence from 1880
0: 1881. Now, how do you do that? I mean, I it's not on is it on microfilm or or what?
1: Well. In our generation, most old newspapers from the American West, or actually, shall I say, all of America, are now online for various subscription uh, sites like genealogybank.com, newspapers.com, and so forth. Mm -hmm. So uh, I didn't have to go to uh, New Mexico and, and look at microfilm or order microfilm, uh, most of the research was able to be accomplished online.
0: Okay. All and, right.
1: And and there I found contemporary evidence that Frank Stewart was the co-leader of the posse in that December eighteen eighty chase and capture of Billy the Kid and his boys.
0: Okay. Well that's what I was about to ask you was what was Stewart's role in hunting down Billy the Kid and how in in reading the book, um Stewart, well, let me back up for a second. Stewart may not have been his real name, right?
1: No. In fact, it was an alias. Uh, He had been a bounty hunter Mm -hmm. and then had gone to work for one of the uh, Texas Panhandle ranches where he was selected to be the first detective of the Canadian River Cattlemen's Association, which later morphed into the Panhandle. Cattlemen's Association. So he used an alias. His real name was John Green. Mm-hmm. In America, he was born Johann Gruen in Germany.
0: Is there so, a, Go ahead, I'm sorry.
1: I was going to say, so being having been a bounty hunter and a cattle detective, he selected the alias Frank Stewart rather than to use his given
0: name. So in other words, to cover his past, as, as not yeah. only as, as foreign-born, perhaps, but also as a, a bounty hunter. Yes, yes. Okay. Now, that brings me to another question. He's not the only one that used aliases. There is some question, at least I gathered this from the book, about what Billy the Kid's real name was, correct?
1: Uh, exactly, Uh, That's an ongoing controversy, and I've even been dealing with it this very morning on some Billy the Kid Facebook pages.
0: What are the possibilities? I mean, you know, William Bonney obviously is one, but what are the other possibilities?
1: We think that he was born William Henry McCarty in New York City. Wow. Okay. (laughs) So, you know, you say, get a rope. Yeah. Well— um, his father died early, right? and his mother later remarried a fellow named William Antrim. So for a while, Billy went by Henry Antrim, or used his given name of William, and went by Willie Antrim. Then it became Kid Antrim. Then as he got into more and more trouble, it eventually became... Billy Bonnie. Well, Bonnie? Where do you get such an odd name as that? We think that his mother's maiden name may have been Bonnie, or that there was some ancestral connection to the Bonnie family, so that he didn't just pull that name out of thin air. Yeah. But it's an ongoing controversy and we may never know the answer. Uh, to how that name came about.
0: Okay. All right. Now, for fo- let's talk about Pat Garrett for a moment. For folks who only, whose only knowledge of Pat Garrett might be from uh, James Coburn playing him in the Sam Peckinpah movie, tell us about the real Pat Garrett and who he was.
1: Pat Garrett um, was more of a buffalo hunter than he was a lawman. In his early years, mainly in Texas, though he was raised in Claiborne Parish, Louisiana, by the way, where you are, huh. or close to where you are. Yeah. And um, he eventually made it to the panhandle of Texas and into New Mexico and became quite popular as a as a good man to rely on. And... When it came time for the uh, 1880 election for sheriff of Cochi- of not coaches, I'm in Arizona now, uh, of Lincoln County, several of the cattlemen put him up to run for sheriff, and he was elected, his first lawman position, and he took it to heart and did a great job, and his reputation was, was stellar among the Caucasians primarily because the Hispanios loved Billy the Kid and blamed Pat Garrett for his death.
0: Well, and, and you make that point. In the book, you note the fact that some people saw Billy the Kid as a sort of Robin Hood. Um, yes. and, and In fact, it, I think you say despite his youth, um, he was something of a ladies' man, and Pat Garrett referred to him as, quote, polite, cordial, cordial and gentlemanly, close quote. Um, he's been portrayed in, you know, it's it's uh, ironic. Just the other day, I watched an old episode of Cheyenne, the Quint Walker TV show. Yes. and yes. It, there's an episode in there where the character, the uh, actor playing Billy the Kid, is a nice guy too. Did we have any clue as to why he turned to crime?
1: As to why Pat Garrett turned no, to crime? No, I'm sorry.
0: Why Billy the Kid turned to crime?
1: Oh yes. Yes. uh, Again, you have to read between the lines on a number of things, but uh, after his mother died of tuberculosis in Silver City, New Mexico, when Billy was about 13 to 14, he did not get along with his stepfather, William Antrim, and went from household to household being cared for by the parents of his school friends and so forth, but eventually began to get in a little bit of trouble, uh, stole some clothing and was put in jail and this, that, and the other, and uh, decided it was time to get out of New Mexico and went to Arizona, where at Camp Grant, he got into a conflict with a man and killed him. Yeah. So now he's on the run. And he goes into Mexico for a while and then into New Mexico, where he made some bad choices of friendships and joined the Jesse Evans gang. And uh, things went from good to bad there, and a promising, intelligent young man became an outlaw.
0: And what, what were the types So during the ter- course of his, his life, what were the types of crimes that he was involved in?
1: Well, primarily wrestling. Um, then he was involved in uh, counterfeiting, mm-hmm. and uh, eventually came along uh, what was called the Lincoln County War, right? where uh, he was on the side of the regulators, and it just mushroomed from there for the remaining few years of his life.
0: Yeah. In, in many Western stories, the outlaw has... Previously been a lawman, or vice versa. Is there any evidence that Billy may have at one time been a lawman?
1: Very, very short time. He was a deputy constable in Lincoln County and was involved in making one arrest, but. Uh, that was the extent of his lawman activity.
0: Okay. All right. Now, I was really surprised in the book, it, which is, folks, if you're listening, it's just great great research, everything you'd ever want to know. But I was surprised at the number of autobiographies that were written by cowboys in the, back in the day that refer to Billy the Kid. In your book, you parcel that information from these different sources to try to determine what's true and what's not true. Um, and how did you go about doing that?
1: Well, I've been a voracious reader all my life, plus uh, a book collector uh-huh. and and now a book dealer. So I have about 15,000 volumes. And oh, wow. uh, when I was given this assignment by my co-author, Kurt House, uh, I put together a, a section of just Billy the Kid, Lincoln County, New Mexico materials and began doing research into what the early authors, even some of those who were Billy's contemporaries, uh, had to say uh, about Billy, the Lincoln County War and so forth, and then compared it with contemporary evidence from newspapers and documents and other sources Trying to get at the truth and weed out the myth and legend.
0: I got you. So let's come, we'll go back on this trail. So at some point, Garrett and Stewart with their posse catch Billy the Kid and some members of his gang, as you mentioned, at a place called Stinking Springs. I've always thought, and I think this is probably the contemporary thought, that somehow that's where Pat Garrett killed Billy the Kid. But as you point out, they took him at that point at prisoner and brought him to Las Vegas. Why?
1: Well, Las Vegas was the closest place where there was a train connection to get him to Santa Fe, where he was placed in uh, in prison there for several months. Okay. And along with some of his, what I'll call his gang, mm-hmm. or Billy's boys, as I like to refer to them. Yeah. So uh, the main reason for get, going to Las Vegas was that was the closest train
0: connection. Okay. And so he he's not killed immediately by Pat Garrett. He's brought to uh, to prison. Um, and then I noticed, and, and you know, again, for fans of Westerns and movies, television shows and books, you know, there's always this scene where the townspeople want to hang the outlaw and the sheriff has to decide whether to stand against him. And something like that actually happened when Billy was put on the train to leave Las Vegas, right?
1: Exactly. Um, Tell us about one that. Of Billy's, yeah. One of Billy's boys was a fellow named Dave Rudabaugh, mm-hmm. sometimes called Dirty Dave, and we won't go into that, but that's a story on its own, and a new biography of Rudabaugh is being um, produced now. Oh wow! Okay. Uh, anyway, Rudabaugh had uh, been accused of killing a jailer, a very popular young man in Las Vegas. And so when Stewart and Garrett got their captives to Las Vegas, the local sheriff was intent on keeping Rudabaugh. You can take Billy and the others on to Santa Fe or wherever you want to take them, but we want Rudabaugh. Well, Stewart and Garrett said that's not going to happen. We've got a federal warrant for Rudabaugh; he is ours. Mm -hmm. Well, that caused all kinds of uh, of a scene in uh, Las Vegas, and on the day that they put Billy and the boys on the train, uh, there was quite a confrontation that almost came to. uh, to shooting, yeah. uh, even to the point where Frank Stewart said, if we have to, we're going to turn loose Billy and the boys and, and arm them, and we're going to fight our way out of here.
0: Yeah. Wow.
1: So it's one of those classic uh, stories, uh, as you mentioned, uh, of, of trying to get the outlaws to a place of safety for their incarceration.
0: Yeah. So Billy is then taken to Santa Fe to be tried. But as you point out in the book, some of the charges against him were dismissed for, I guess, are jurisdictional reasons. But ultimately, he's convicted of the murder of Sheriff William Brady and his deputy, right?
1: Yes, but that takes place down at Mesilla.
0: Right. Uh, Explain that.
1: uh, Santa Fe, you know, is near the uh, center top of New Mexico, and uh, Mesilla a suburb of today's Las Cruces, is way down at the bottom. So uh, they managed to transport Billy by train and coach down to Mesilla, where he languished for a while before the trial uh, started, but he was found guilty and sentenced to hang.
0: So he, was, so he goes to Santa Fe to be tried, but those charges are dismissed, and then they transport him down to Mesilla be, to be tried... For uh, the murder of Sheriff William Brady and his deputy, am I understanding? Well, there, Go ahead.
1: there were no tr- there were no trials or hearings in Santa Fe for Billy. Okay, Th- that was for Dave Rudabaugh, who was part of the uh, of the capture. Okay, all of, all of Billy's uh, court hearings and trial were held in Mesilla.
0: Okay, so Billy is sentenced to die, but he escapes uh, from prison. But instead of fleeing to Mexico, he goes to a nearby town uh, where he's found and ultimately killed by Pat Garrett. Do we know why he did not flee the country?
1: Uh, That is quite a question and one that I like (laughs) to deal with. Uh, Once he was sentenced to hang, he was transported from Mesilla to Lincoln and placed in a new jail there on the top floor of what was becoming the new courthouse. And it was not secure. Uh, He had to be shackled and uh, bolted to the floor. Uh, But one day when it was him and one other jailer, he asked to go to the privy. And um, there someone had secured a pistol that he had received a message would be waiting on him. They uh, go back into the courthouse and up to the jail from the privy and he is able to uh, shoot the deputy uh, and kill him. The other deputy, who is across the street eating the lunch, hears the gunshot, comes out, and he is shot dead. Mm. And uh, Billy, over the course of the next three hours, is able to loosen one of his shackles, uh, but not completely. Um, Goes out onto... uh, uh, the balcony where he is able to uh, draw the attention of the town's folks who love him, most of them, right. uh, uh, asks for a horse and uh, blankets and so forth to make his getaway. And uh, he he escapes Lincoln for about three months before he actually gets to Fort Sumner where he is killed.
0: Wow. Where was he? Do we know where he was during those three months?
1: He was being hidden by his Hispano friends in various places. He would stay with one, a few nights, or one as long as three or four weeks. But uh, they hid him and protected him. Uh, and on one occasion, <clears throat> on one occasion, he even dressed up like a girl to be. Uh, uh, incognito or whatever yeah, yeah, the right terminology right. is, mm-hmm. uh, while a posse was out uh, uh, looking for him. So there's a, just a lot of great stories there yeah. uh, about Billy's uh, three months of being on the run.
0: And wh- where, do they, where does Pat Garrett ultimately find him?
1: Fort Sumner, New Mexico.
0: And who is, he, who's, who is uh, Billy the Kid with, or where is he at at that time?
1: Well, you had to ask why yeah. mm-hmm. he didn't escape in New Mexico. He had a sweetheart. Yeah. Uh, he had a lot of sweethearts.
0: <laughs> well, you do say in the book that he was described as a bit of a ladies' man. I, I don't really get that from the picture, but good for him.
1: <laughs> well, that one and only picture does not do him justice, okay. according to the young ladies of uh, New Mexico uh, who loved him. Just loved him, and uh, okay. with Billy's great personality, uh, he had many—I'll um, call lovers—and—and right. and possibly even a few children. But we'll save that topic for another time. I got but um, so he's in Fort Sumner to see
0: sweetheart. Okay, and Garrett and them have attracted to that. And there's some question about whether Garrett really needed to shoot him, right?
1: Well, yes, there are always uh, those who are looking for another theory. Okay, But it, it's very clear, uh, I think, to serious historians that when uh, Pat Garrett and his two deputies uh, went to New Mexico and Pat went into the dark bedroom of, the, of his friend who was right, residing there and in, in bed asleep, that the room remained dark and Pat is sitting uh, on the bed beside uh, Pete Maxwell, uh, who is his friend. And uh, along comes Billy in his stocking feet, who is carrying a pistol in one hand and a knife in the other. Okay. Now, the, the purpose of the knife is he's going to cut some meat off of a beast that's been hanging, as they often did, uh, in those days,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, and get a bite to eat. Well, Billy spies the two deputies outdoors, but does not realize they are deputies, or why they're there. So he goes into the darkened bedroom of Pete Maxwell, where Garrett is, totally dark, and says, K&S, s who is it, who is it? And he's wanting to know who those deputies are, and waiting for Pete to give an answer, but Pat recognizes his voice and takes the immediate opportunity to shoot him dead yeah. because if he hadn't, Billy would have shot Garrett dead.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, let me ask you this. We're going to run out of time here in just a little bit, but um, two more questions, if I can. After so much yes. time, what is it about, in your opinion, about the story of Billy the Kid that still resonates with folks today?
1: Well we all have our opinions, Mm -hmm. but for me, it's the story of a young man with great potential to have made something of himself who unfortunately lost his mother, had a bad relationship with his father, starts getting into trouble and it mushrooms into the wrestling and the counterfeiting and the murders and all of that that took place. And then he dies at the age of, 21 to 23. We're not exactly sure how old he was because there's no birth certificate to tell us when he was born. But it's a romantic story. Uh, As as we've said, Billy was universally loved by the Hispanios. Mm -hmm. Uh, Had great friends and buddies uh, who uh, protected him and were his cohorts through many of those activities. And it's just the classic story of the wild west
0: yeah it is well let me end let me end with this i'm going to take a step back from the book itself and ask okay. you this you know when i talk to authors a lot of times i will ask them why do you write and some will say uh, i write for myself and some will say i write to make a social point or a political point and you know some will candidly say i do it for the money I think I know what the answer is for you, but tell me why you have taken an interest in this area and why you're writing books about the Wild West.
1: When I was 13, I learned that Wyatt Earp had killed one of my ancestors Ah. by by the name of Frank Stilwell. Okay. I dug into that and found out that the reason was Frank Stilwell had killed Wyatt Earp's brother, Morgan, while he was playing pool. Uh, in Tombstone, and two days later, Wyatt and Doc Holiday killed Frank Stillwell at the Tucson train depot. Well, for a thirteen-year-old boy, that's pretty heady stuff. Yeah. my mother was a Stillwell, so this is my family. Yeah, and on my dad's side, I have twenty-seven blood ancestors who were Texas Rangers. So, I've come about this naturally, yeah. starting with my own genealogy and history and connection to all these frontier characters, yeah, and it's it's morphed into a career of writing
0: well, and you're preserving history for all of us uh, that that otherwise wouldn't uh, wouldn't have it, wouldn't be wouldn't have it accessible to us, exactly. well, unfortunately, that's all the time we have for today. Folks, you've been listening to my interview with Roy Young about his co-authored book titled Chasing Billy the Kid, Frank Stewart, and the Untold Story of the Manhunt for William H. Bonney. I I really encourage you, if you get a chance, to pick it up. Roy, is there a website or other social media that folks can go to to learn more about this particular book and about your other writings?
1: Yes, uh, bookfinder.com. Just type in my name, Roy B. I use the middle initial B, Young, and all of my books will come up there, or you can go to Amazon or ABE Books, and uh, they will pop up when you type in my name. And uh, Chasing Billy the Kid is available on all those websites.
0: Okay. Roy, thanks so much for being on the show.
1: Thank you. I've enjoyed it very much.